awesome God. Amen, amen, amen. I really thank uh, Pastor Ryan for giving me this opportunity. You know, the next few minutes, I hope that what I'm sharing will refresh you and will encourage you. And I know that your church has been doing the discipleship series, right? So, uh, you know, as I was sitting there as a worship, you know, I was just thinking, yeah, God is, I think the message is for you, for every one of you. And, uh, and, and this message is going to stir you up. Okay, as, as my wife has been sharing now, why, why we do this? It's not because of we got lots of benefit or money or anything or fame or nothing. You know, we live in Sungai Kera. Some of you Malaysian not even know where Sungai Kera is. <laughs> you know, but why we go there? I think because there's one thing I can say to you is that I know the love of Jesus. I encounter the love of Jesus. I, this is my prayer today. Let this message, th- let this word will stir you, will encourage you. Because the, the discipleship is practicing the way of Jesus. If we have the love for Jesus, I tell you, you've got no problem, no issue. I know there's a, 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 a guy who works in Singapore and his girlfriend is in KL. And you know that they work so hard in Singapore and then have to go to traffic jam. And weekend, they travel all the way. Traffic jam, sometimes in custom in Johor Bahru, maybe two hours, three hours. And they travel to KL to see the girlfriend. No problem, no complaint. The reason is the love. Amen? How many of you in love relationship, getting married or just falling in love right now, you know? I know many of you, right? Okay. So, yeah, you can talk hours, you know, if I don't see you, oh, I miss you, you know. I tell you, when you have the love of Jesus, today, you will be willing to sacrifice. Amen. So today I want to share with you a, a message. No, uh, uh, the time is... Okay. So, uh, I, 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 the, the topic is the good news. And I want you to know that Jesus knows your name. Amen. So, when Jesus, he was resurrected, okay, I want you to know those days, if, if those days there's a, uh, what do you call, Twitter or Instagram or whatsoever, I think he will, you think he will post on, on Twitter or, or Instagram, hashtag, I'm back. Or hashtag, Satan, this is your last day. Or hashtag, I told you I'm coming back. Would you think that? You know, I mean, today's culture, right? I don't know. I know young people. I'm 65 this year coming up. Okay, so I have four grandkids. And uh, I tell you, it's so different from where when I grew up. And today, if someone who, you know, married and the wife pregnant, they're going to show in Instagram the whole world now. Hey, see my wife's pregnant, get a baby. All right? And the worst deal nowadays is someone who gets engaged. Oh, man. That is like the whole world have to know. They got to make, man, you know? And it is, it is, this is a different world. So I, I don't know whether, you know, whether you think about when Jesus, a few weeks, I mean, a couple months ago, and uh, we celebrate Easter, right? Jesus' resurrection. And um, I want to share with you the story today is in John chapter 20 and 21. If you can go home and read it, but I'm going to share with you a few passages, a few passages of scripture there, and there are three persons I want to special highlight. I pray that this message 
will touch your heart, will transform you, will refresh you, and will change your life. And you will want to practice the way of Jesus. Can we just bow our head in prayer? Father, I want to commit this time into your hand, Lord. God, I pray. May the word that I speak here, God, that become a Rima word, become a revelation word, become a now word for many of the people who are sitting here, Lord, young and old, everyone, oh God, like they will want to practicing the way of you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. So I want to show you that Jesus, when he resurrected, you know that he had no interest, want to have any of the publicity to announce that, you know, Wow, I'm back. He doesn't. And he specifically, I want to show you that he go and visit these three persons. And you know that you didn't see, you hear in the Bible that, that after Jesus resurrected, he appeared to Pilate. I told you, I'm going to come back. I'm going to raise from the dead. No, none of that. And ho- or he doesn't appear in, to, to the Roman soldier who pierced him. Or he didn't appear in the church or synagogue, say, I'm back now. But I want to show you, this is very interesting. You know, every time when I read this passage, really stir my heart, okay? You know, just now my wife sharing uh, about what we're doing, you know, about in 2000, not 2000, in 1991, we came back to Labe's Sungai Karaj. You know, we live a good life in New Zealand. How many of you been to New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. The milk there is really good. Not only the milk is good, the honey is good. If you can buy New Zealand honey, try that. And the ice cream also good. And the chocolate is good, okay? <laughs> All right, okay. So the reason why we came back, we took our kids and we did live a good life. Why? The reason we know is how much Jesus loved me. He rescued me. So when I hear the call, I'm willing to sacrifice because I have that love relationship. So I pray today. You know that? Uh, Jesus, you know, in the, in, the, in the four gospel, right? If you read the four gospel, the gospel of, of Matthew is a lot of teaching, okay? And if you want a very quick summary, you go to the gospel of Mark. Mark, there's no, no kind of wasting time. They tell you straightforward, okay? And then Luke, you, uh, the story of Luke, they, they, they have uh, what do you call, uh, they have parable, they have story, okay? But when you come to the Gospel of John, is that you can see in the Gospel of John is very intimate story. And you can see that had an intimate encounter. In book of John, you can see in few areas, especially you can see this Nicodemus. How many of you heard about Nicodemus? He is one of the, uh, I mean, religious person. And Jesus now, this man, He's hungry, he's thirsty. And Jesus went and visited Nicodemus. And he told them, you got to be born again. And you see, life transformed. And then another one that Jesus was at the well meeting with the Samaritan woman. Okay? The disciple was hungry, going buy food. And Jesus, in the middle of the day, hot sun, he was sit- sitting at the well and waiting. Because he know this woman of Samaritan was really broken. He want to reach out to him. Today, if you're sitting here, I want you to know, Jesus, he know all your details. He want to reach out to you. And then you can see that 
in the John Gospel, you can see Jesus, he go to Lazarus' house. And Mary, Martha, you know, and when Lazarus was died, dead, and Jesus, he personally visit the family. So I want you to know, Jesus, he is very personal interaction. He's not just, wow, big public, but I want you to know, Every individual, every detail, he specifically, he knows you. He wants to get in touch with you. Amen. I want to share with, with you that the, the story when Jesus was raised from the dead. There are three persons, especially in this chapter 20 and 21, Mary Magdalene and Thomas and Peter. So, if you know the story of Mary, Mary Magdalene, she was a woman who had been had a demon process and encountered Jesus. Jesus set her free, cast out the demon. Okay, so I want to show you in John chapter twenty. Is it got a slide there? John chapter twenty, and uh, so verse eleven. So this is in the. Sunday morning, the resurrection day. So Mary, he come to the tomb, okay? Just to let you know, Mary, she come from a very broken, outcast, you know, live in a hopeless situation, and Jesus came to his, her life and set her free, and she been with Jesus for quite some time. And she had the hope of, for Jesus. And then what happened? Jesus was crucified and die at the cross. I just want you to imagine how broken Mary Magdalene is. She was so disappointed, I can tell you. And all her hope, all her plan, you know that, wow, my God, now it's gone. How many of you sitting here, you might feel that way too, right? You have some kind of hope and plan, it seems like, well, you know, MCO, COVID-19, Sunday come, you know. And a lot of things that you plan, and Sunday gone. Many of you will be like Mary Magdalene, disappointed. The hope's gone. I got a good news for you. So in verse 11, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. Yeah, it's totally broken. You know, all her hope, you know, she got the tomb to Jesus. Well, it's gone. If you have that kind of situation, you, you, you can understand that. And then she wept. She bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been. One of the head and the other at the foot. Verse 13. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? And they have taken my Lord away. That's my hope, my everything. Already gone. She was so disappointed, so broken. She said, and I don't know where they have put him. And she was so disappointed. And, you know, and verse 14, at this, she turned around. When I, when I, when I read this, when I prepared this, I was kind of amazed. And saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. Listen carefully. Mary Magdalene has been with Jesus. 
Okay? She already knows who Jesus is. How come Jesus standing right beside her, she cannot recognize Jesus? You know why? The reason is she was too upset, too disappointed, too downcast. See the problem bigger than God. I can tell you lots of time when the problem becomes so great, right? And you've forgotten. Jesus is right next to you. He's right inside you. You don't even realize that. This is what Mary Magdalene, Jesus was standing right next to her. She doesn't recognize the church. Well, if you go through that situation, you know, you need to quiet down. Say, Lord, because the word Emmanuel, God with you. He never forsake you. He never leave you. Because he's a good God. You know that Nahum 1.7, you can read the words, God is good. He is a refuge in times of trouble. And he care for those who seek him. Wow. So church, if you're sitting in a situation like Mary Magdalene, give up hope, don't know what to do, it's not today. Come back to God. Amen. So she didn't realize it was Jesus. And you know what? The worst thing, she was thought that she's a God, he's a, Jesus was a gardener. Okay? And, and, and because she's just so disappointed, so discouraged, and she don't know Jesus was there. And so she, what happened is that when uh, verse 15, verse 15, there's a verse there, right? Okay. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener. Jesus talking to her, she not even recognized. When you're so discouraged, when you're so down, right? I tell you, God sometimes speaks to you, you not even realize that he is talking to you. And you know that God can use many ways to talk to you, you know that? He can use... The cock crow speak to Peter. Yeah. He can use donkey to talk to Balaam. I can tell you, God can speak to you in many ways. He can speak to you through here, on the stage here. Okay? So, sir, if you have carried away, tell me where you put him. I will get him. Just now I like the song, you know. We are hungry. Are you hungry? Jesus is going to fill you. When you're thirsty, He's going to fill you. Amen? So you can see that Mary, he was so disappointed, but he still, you know, he cannot give up. She cannot give up. She wants to go to the tomb to see Jesus. And she, she couldn't find the body. She was oh, so sad. And I want you to know, this is a message. If you forget what everything what I say today, remember this verse. Jesus said to her, you know what Jesus said to her? Mary. Wow. When Jesus said to her, Mary, you know what? Her life changed. Her life turned around. Church. Today I come to your church, Harvest Generation. Some of, you, some of them say hello to me. I, I, I see your face very familiar. I can't remember your name. I know John's. <laughs> How 
you feel. Let's say I am terrible, especially calling name. I can't remember. Sometimes I give people new name. I change name on people. Okay. And it's how you know if if they say today John, I say hi Jonathan, and I call her John. Not call her John. I call her, hi David. You think how how John gonna feel? He felt, I'm not David. I'm Jonathan. You don't know my name. I want you to know, God know your name. You know, in Malaysia, whatever you go, right? The first thing, if you want to open a bank account, they don't ask you what's your name, what's your IC number, right? When you want to pay the income tax, the income tax say, what's your income tax number? If you want to claim a policy insurance. In the insurance, want to know what is your policy number? You know that the world recognizes you in number. But the good news is, God know your name. Amen. I tell you, when I read that, I said, "Wow!" You know, Mary suddenly when the eye opened, I say, "Wow, my Lord." Master, he want to hold on to him. He want to let him go. Jesus said, "Let me go for because I still got lots of work to do." Right? Wow. Mary, when Jesus called her name, she recognized. Wow. Then she realized, I'm so disappointed, so downcast. Jesus, even you right next to me, I cannot recognize until when Jesus called her name. Her life changed. So church today, if you sitting there, you disappointed, you downcast, you say nobody know me, or my family rejected me, or someone you know that you look after and he don't just want to bother about who you are, but I want you to know the good news is Jesus know you, he know your detail, he know your life, he know your disappointment, he know your brokenness, he know Mary, as I say, Jesus. He can be just go to the social media, go everywhere. So yeah, see, I'm back. But Jesus, he personally, after the resurrection, I want you to know, resurrection is a big deal, man. Yeah, it's not just like oh, every day happens, you know. Yeah, it's it never in a human history. But Jesus, he know Mary is broken. He know Mary is disappointed. He want to personally visit her. Her life changed. Amen. That's good news. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Now another person is Thomas. I I know that many of you know this. Who Thomas is? Doubter, right? So sometimes we say, Ah, oh, we look down on Thomas. You are the doubt. I want you to know. Lots of time we are doubting God as well. We are like Thomas. Amen. Lots of time, we kind of trusting uh, ourselves. Yeah, you know, like when this MCO take place, whatever. You kind of getting worried. Oh, you know now the the Malaysian ringgit is getting lower and lower. Yeah, if you got the money in the bank, you start getting worried. Oh, am I going to lose everything? I want you to know, if you have Jesus, you're not going to be worried. Amen. He his his currency in heaven is not going to devalue. Amen. So if you got Jesus, man, you have hope. So. 
Thomas, he was doubting. Okay, so we look at John chapter 24. Now Thomas also know a dynamis. One of the twelve was not with the disciple when Jesus came. Understand that. When Jesus, he was resurrected. He had appeared to the disciple. But Thomas, not there. Okay? And you just imagine that this disciple would tell, hey, Thomas, we saw Jesus is raised from the dead. Yeah, exciting. You know? But what Thomas, he don't believe. He said, unless I see it. So verse 25, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord, but he said to them, unless, a lot of us are like that, right? I see the nail mark in his hand and put his, my finger where the nail were and put my hand into his side. I will not believe. Yeah, many of us, right? We were like that. Wow, I've been praying and nothing happened. Seems like the more I pray, the negative things take place, right? And you say, God, are you there? Unless I see that you answer my prayer, I only believe. Well, you're like Thomas, right? This is what Thomas is. And verse 26, Jesus know. Jesus know Thomas. Where he, his situation. You know why Thomas doubting? He was so disappointed. Why he doubt? He was thinking, Jesus, I've been following you three and a half years. See the blind, see the lame walk. File of two fish, feet, 20,000. Now you're gone. You died at the cross. My hope is you go, oh, gone. Whatever you say, it's just like, oh, you know, I can't believe it, right? Lots of you, maybe you come to church, you hear, ah, the message, preach, wow, full of faith. But you yourself, your prayer, and doesn't seem that, you know, the more you pray, you see it going, going south, going negative. This is how Thomas feel. And verse 26, okay, waited for eight days. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Just imagine that Thomas whole week, the disciple want to convince him, hey, Jesus is alive. Thomas would say, unless I see it. And Jesus know. Though the door was locked, the Bible says that Jesus came and stood among them. And just to, by the way, to let you know, when Jesus raised from the dead, he had a new glorified body, different from the physical, that one that before he was crucified. So in future, our body is going to be like that. You can walk through the door. At the moment, you can't, okay? Don't try. Jesus, he went through the door and he knew Thomas right there. And he knew Thomas' heart is doubting, doesn't believe him, you know. And Jesus went in. What did what Jesus say? The word say, peace be with you. I'll tell you, if, if that's me, right, if I have a friend I know them for a long time, 
and still doubting me, if I know that, I'll be very upset. Will you? You'll be angry. You'll be disappointed. The first thing Jesus should tell, Thomas, you don't believe me. Huh? You don't even see I'm walking on the water. Huh? Five and two fish, feed the 5,000, 20,000 know, 20, feet and left over. Right? You don't believe me. Doubter. But Jesus said, peace be with you. Church, I want you to know, you know, he is a loving God. He's not a God that, who always wants a pointing finger and judging you to condemn you, to put you down. He knows our weaknesses. When you fail, Jesus will always say, come on, let's not try it again. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah? This is what the Bible says. Don't we fall, don't we fall, he not be cast out. Amen? And he will uphold you. Church, today, if you're sitting there, sitting here, you've been disappointed. You might be thinking, well, I, I've been doubting God. I, I, I kind of give but I want you to know the good news is Jesus, he wants to come and visit you. Verse 27, okay, verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here on the new nail mark. See my hand. Wow. Jesus not even say any negative word or rebuke Thomas. He said, come. Yeah, he know his heart. He know his need. Okay? And see my hand. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Wow. And the Bible says, right, if you believe not even you before you see, you believe, you will get a greater reward. Amen. So you know that Thomas, after he touching Jesus, encountered Jesus, he said, my God, my Lord. And I just want you to know, if you know the history of Thomas, he went to India. And he planted church called Mar Thomas. Until today, Bar Thomas. You know that the Indian, there's a, in the southern part of India, still have the statue of, of Thomas there. Why? You know, he died there in India. He preached a gospel. He built a church here. You know why? He once was doubter. And because he got a touch from the Lord, he know the love of God. Jesus loved him so much. He's willing to die for Jesus. Amen. So church today, when you get a touch, when you realize God loves you, how much he loves you, you were willing to sacrifice. I've been a Christian for 41 years. I'm still standing here. The reason I preach a word to you, because I encountered Jesus 41 years ago. I encountered the love of Jesus. Amen. So this is so important. So Thomas, he encountered Jesus with his doubt, doubting. Mary Magdalene encountered Jesus in his disappointment. Jesus, now the full detail. Jesus come and meet Mary Magdalene and Thomas. The last one, Peter. Okay. So, a lot of you know who Peter is, right? He is a very vocal and he, you know, he will speak in his mind and always whatever thing, he will be the first one, you know, and he, he's the one who walked on the water. Yeah? Okay? Peter. So, Matthew, uh, no, John 21, 
verse 1 to 3. I'll just give you some, some background. After Jesus appeared against to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee, it happened this way. So Peter and John and the other disciples already saw Jesus, okay? So this is another time. Jesus was on this earth 40 days after the resurrection, okay? So verse 2, Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Denimus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the son of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Verse 3. This is a very interesting part. Peter is saying, I am going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and they said, we will go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. I want to special highlight in this area is, you know that Peter, he saw Jesus raised from the dead. He saw him physically. And you know Mary Magdalene, when saw Jesus, she wanted to let Jesus go. Right? Because, I mean, if, if I were Mary or Peter, I would also want to, who doesn't want to let Jesus go? I would hold on to Jesus. Yeah? But in this verse, when I read it, I kind of felt Peter, he gone fishing. Why? You know what? You know why? I'll tell you why. Because he feels so shameful. Feel ashamed. Many of you know, right? Peter denying Jesus three times. Even he swear, I do not know who Jesus is. Right? He will feel so shameful. He feel like, oh, I've been disappointing God, disappointing Jesus. Shame. I want you to know, this shameful part is a very stronghold. I saw a lot of Christians, they used to walk with God, now long, no longer want, want to have anything to do with walking with God. You know why? Feel ashamed. They felt that I betrayed Jesus. I've been doing something wrong that unforgivable. Maybe somebody can receive the grace of Jesus, not me. I've done so bad thing. It's impossible. That's a shame, right? If you're sitting here today, if you feel that way, I want you to know I got a good news for you. I got a good news for you. Jesus, you know, Peter feels so ashamed. And he's gone fishing now. And they caught nothing. The Bible says he caught nothing. Means not, ikan, not even ikan bilis. <laughs> How disappointing. You know, you catch up, you know, you go fishing, not ikan bilis, you know. And then Jesus was at the shore. They don't, not, I mean, the disciple doesn't know that Jesus was there. Jesus said, have you catched anything? Anything? Oh, Thomas would say, not even ikan bilis. And Jesus said, cast the net on the other side. And they put the nets in. Well, if you are a fisherman, I tell you, you don't listen to people who is stranger to come and tell you how to fish. Right? True or not? I wouldn't know, man, this lake, you know, where you got fish, where you got no food, where is the place to catch fish, where the place got no fish. Right? All night, no fish. But the Bible says, when they cast the net, they get 153 big fish. Church, this is so important. We need to listen 
to the instruction of God. If you don't, you will try really hard, you get nothing. When you follow the instruction, direction of Jesus, you will catch big fish and big harvest. Okay, I'm going to share with you something that uh, very powerful here, okay? In verse 15, okay. So Jesus met Peter, and later on in here, Jesus said, Peter, just after he eating the breakfast, he, Jesus asked, Peter, do you love me? I want the keyboardist to come and just, you know, I'm going to finish here soon. Uh, Peter, do you love me? Church, Jesus know Peter denying him three times and even swear, I don't know this person. The first word you think Jesus will say, Peter, you remember the night before I was betrayed? You remember, still remember? You say you're going to die for me? If everybody going to run away, I will follow you. I will die for you. Right? Peter say that. You think Jesus will say, yeah, Peter, you remember you say this? You say you want to die for me? Right? But Jesus didn't ask Peter that question. He said, Peter, do you love me? I think Peter was shocked. He was shocked. Then Peter said, yes, I do. He still feels very shameful inside him. I believe. And Jesus responds. This has really changed my life, I can tell you. I pray that may this word, God will speak to you. He said, feed my lamb. What does that mean? Another word. Jesus didn't condemn Peter. Instead, he promote Peter. What do you mean? Feed my lamb. In another word, I'm going to promote you to be pastor. Peter, you're going to be pastor. You're going to do the work for me. Wow. You know, when I read that, I say, wow, where on earth anyone on this world, people were willing to accept, you know, when you've been failed, you've been doing all kinds of things that have been denying him and do all the shameful stuff, and he still want to use you. Church, today you're sitting here, if you feel that way, I want you to know, listen to the voice of God. He loves you. He wants to use you. He don't look at your failure. He don't look at your whatever thing that you've done, put on shame on Jesus' name. Jesus, because he's God, he's big enough. When I read that, I tell you, that stirred my heart. I said, God, you're really a loving God. You are not just that I say I love you. You know, Jesus wants to reach out to you today. Amen. And then, second time, Jesus asked Peter again, do you love me? Peter, getting a bit frustrated. You know, he's getting a bit upset. I've been denying you three times. You're still asking me this question. You know, you will feel kind of guilty. You feel shameful. Because Jesus wants to be a firm with him. He wants to remove all his shame. 
when you start confess, you know the devil have no place to accuse you any longer. And he, Peter said, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. And what Jesus again? He said, feed my sheep. Wow. You know, church, I pray today, let this word of God will touch your heart. Amen. You want to practice the way that Jesus practiced. And then the third time, Jesus asking Peter again, Peter, do you love me? Peter, he was so upset because he denied Jesus three times. Jesus asking him three times, do you love me? And he said, I love you, Lord. You know that. You know that when sometimes you feel shame, you feel rejected, whatever, when you start keep confessing negative stuff, you're getting lower and lower. So that's why Jesus, he said, do you love me? Yes, I love you. So it's kind of reaffirm to remove the shame away from Peter. Jesus said, feed my sheep. In other words, I affirm you. I promote you. I qualify you. Even though the world see that you've been disqualified, you've been outcast by Jesus, said, I qualify you. I promote you. Yeah. To be a shepherd. Amen. Church, today I'm standing here. You know, if you know my background, I shouldn't be standing here. Yeah. If, you, if I go for interview to apply a job, I tell you, I'll be failed. Will be disqualified by the world standard. But I, I want you to know, Jesus, He doesn't look at your qualification. He qualified the call. Every one of you. Amen. You know that Peter, when he encountered Jesus, you know what? He died for Jesus. And he, he's, when, when he was martyr, he said, this is, I mean, the history, church history, you know. Peter said, I'm not even worthy to be crucified exactly like what Jesus. He said, can you hang me upside down? Wow. Why Peter can do that? Denying Jesus three times? Reason. Very simple. Because Jesus know his name. He didn't call Peter number. Oh, you are number four, five. Oh, Thomas, you're number six. No, he called him my name. Thomas, Mary, Peter, John. Amen. If you're sitting here, you feel that, oh, I'm not worried. I, I've been failed many times. I've been, you know, doing lots of things that, you know, people doesn't know. I've got a good news for you. Jesus know your name. Can we bow our head in prayer right now? Jesus, can you stand to our feet and just lift up your hand? I know that Jesus is right here. He is preparing you. You are, you are here today. It's not by coincidence. He wants to refresh your faith. Once again, He wants to really encounter, He wants you to encounter Him to reach out your life. We are in the last day, in the harvesting time. I'm so, you know, believe that this is the hour that God, 
He wants to raise up His generation to carry out His word. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I commit every man and woman, young and old God, every one of us here, those who are musicians, whatever area, oh God, whether they are like Mary Magdalene, disappointed, lose up, give up hope, or been doubting, or feel ashamed, but Lord, we know you know us by name. You came and visited us. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, that the love of you come and reach out to each one of us. Every disappointment, every hopelessness be broken in Jesus' name. Every doubt be broken. Every shame be cast out in Jesus' name. Let the love of you, O oh God, fill our life right now, God. Raise us up. Oh God, we know. Oh God, you caught us. You qualify us to be the end time harvester in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you raise up an army here in Kuala Lumpur. Father, there will many, oh God, they're going to reach out to you. They're going to practice the way of you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. We pray right now, right now, right now. Reach out. Oh God, like you reach out to Mary, like you reach out to Thomas personally, like you reach out to Peter. Lord Jesus, I just say each one of you, just lift up your hand in your heart and just close your heart, close your eye and just open your heart to him right now, just allowing him. I just sense that he wants to refresh you. He wants to refresh your faith. He wants to renew your faith and your relationship with Jesus will never be the same again. Lord, I pray the transformation right now. God, you are such a good God. You are the great Father. Right now in Jesus' name, Lord, reveal your vision. Lord God, that the dream will become alive again in Jesus' name. Oh God, every disappointment be gone in Jesus' name. Every hope will rise in Jesus' name. Every shame will be gone in Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Faith will rise in our life right now. God, we pray for breakthrough. Breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Father, we pray for the fire. We pray for the revival fire. Oh, God, will come right now, oh, God, as you call Peter, as you call Mary, as you call Thomas. Oh, God, I pray you raise up a generation, God, to glorify your name, to be the salt and light, oh, God, in this city of Kuala Lumpur, oh, God, in this nation of Malaysia, Father. Oh, God, we thank you. We praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us with your love. With your love, with your power, with your power, with your anointing. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we love you. We will you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, I just want everyone to just silent and quiet before him. Just allow him to speak to you right now. Just show you. I sense that some of the people of you here, you feel very shameful. God is going to break that shame, that change 
we will sing that song earlier. Yet Jesus, you know, he, he had been conquered the death, the grave. He, the reason he do that, he want to bring freedom for you. In Jesus' name, Lord, every shame be broken right now. Devil, you have no place to bring accusation, to bring lie to the people of God. I speak freedom for those ones who oh got a change broken right now. Right now. Father, those who have been doubting, questioning, and Lord, let the power of you break that change of doubting. Lord, that the faith will rise like Thomas. God, they who are willing to surrender his life to die for you. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, like Mary, God, the disappointment, the hopelessness. God, that those some of you standing here, they think that there's no hope, there's no any ending today, God, there will be a light shining. Oh God, there'll be hope breakthrough right now. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, God. Breakthrough in Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.